21 years old and Rod Thorne came in to brought me into the office and was like, uh, you know, he's from West Virginia. Hey, Richard. So, uh, you know, we've been having, we've been hearing some things and, you know, that you've been out, you know, drinking and uh, drinking heavily. We just, if there's some issues, then let's, I, you know, I just want to let you know we can talk about it if we need to get you some help. I was like, you mean like a driver? <laughs> What's up, everybody? We're back. R2C2. It's a new year. It is a new year. Happy yeah, new, new year. Decade. It's new a new decade. decade. It's a new decade. Hey. It feels fitting to, to start it off with the godfather of uh, these style of podcasts. Richard right. Jefferson here, here is back go. in the building. Uh, that, that's, that's a lie. I, like, <laughs> look, look, this is what I'll say. We, I had an idea that came from another idea, and I just tried to expand on I still love to give everybody – J.J. Reddick was the first athlete that was doing a podcast. He was doing it on the Woj, but he wasn't doing anything like Channing and I decided to do. Yeah. And you guys aren't doing anything that me and Channing – like everyone builds on that. That was one of the reasons why I remember shouting you out when yeah. you first did it, and yeah. I was like, this looks pretty dope. I did. Because to me, yeah. I just thought it was such an amazing idea for athletes to just give this direct content. And before we retired, yeah. right? And now we carry it on. And so, like, that's where I think it's special. But I think what you guys do is unique. And everyone's got their only unique skill. No doubt, man. You know what's funny about it, too, is, like, just thinking about, like, for you, when you retired, you were kind of like this premier, sought-after media talent that people had been eyeing while you were playing in your sport. Yeah. And now CeCe is in that position out of his sport where he started it while playing. Yeah. He's sought after in different ways. The thing is, I'm not trying to stay in my sport, though. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nobody want to watch the fucking boring-ass baseball games all summer. No, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> but, and that's, and, but that's what's cool about this is anybody that starts following you, you're like, oh, he has other interests. He yeah. does enjoy other sports. You're able to show a side of your personality that you don't get in 10-second, 30-second interviews. Like, you get to talk long form you get to talk about relationships you oh you know drew gooden and you know i've been what you're able to do all of these things which makes this platform so unique and special and it gives other athletes like this platform to tell their stories you know yeah, i just exactly. think about cameron maven yeah like, just man getting him on and like knowing like he, he'd be great at this like yes. having a podcast just getting different guys on and knowing like their personalities and seeing you know, it kind of shine through on the mic is, is dope. And it's so competitive, too. It, yeah. it, like, to get these jobs at ESPN or on Fox Sports or on the Yes Network, these things are competitive. So the sooner you start this process, and I think that's every generation gets smarter, yeah. right? You see guys like C.J. McCollum, right? He doesn't do it often, but he probably does, like, one a month. But it's like, okay, he's putting in this work. When he goes to retire in 10 years, yeah. he's going to have a back catalog. He's going to have a group of people that enjoy listening to him talk and break down things. So when he gets to an opportunity for ESPN, they're like, oh, he's been doing this. Yep. Right? We just need to te uh, like tweak him, teach him a few things, and he'll be off and running. That's why I feel like Ryan Clark. That's who I was – he's the he's first guy so I remember who did. Now, he's fantastic. He started while he was playing. Yes, yeah. yes. And, it, you know, it was a little raw and everything. Yeah. But now, I mean, I love listening Ryan, to that. Yes, Ryan, Breaking Ryan. down his tweets and all that stuff. Like, he is he excellent. He is hilarious. He, but oh. he started while he was playing. Yeah. I mean, another thing that kind of ripped off. Like, yeah. the ESPN thing – the last year, just Gives trying to get options. a yeah, just, just options, and just to get a feel. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because yeah. I probably would have signed up to do get up, yeah. starting January sixth yeah. for the whole year. Yeah, you know, not knowing, you know, what I'm saying like having that experience last year, and you know, getting up that early is a little That's rough. A you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, a, it's a real job. So yeah. 
having that experience and knowing that made me not sign up for that right away. And, but that's the thing. Like most of the times, it's, it's just like this. It, the, we didn't have the same experience, but like applying to colleges, you you apply to six colleges, and maybe you get three, maybe five, and then you make your decision. But you got to go visit the place. You got to go see what it's about. You got to do your work prior to applying to college. And same thing. If you're interested in broadcasting, you got to go do the work. You got to go different places and see what it's like. This is no disrespect. I went to other places like in Atlanta. I went and did some NBA TV stuff and I did some Turner stuff. And it was like, yo, those are long. NBA TV hours are long. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. by the time you're done with that post game show, it's like three o'clock in the morning. And it's like, I dug it. I love the crew. Atlanta's a great city, but like New York, I have family here. I have friends here. And then all of a sudden, on the flip side of it, you're typically out at 10, 11 o'clock. So I made a decision. It's like, well, I'm familiar with New York, and I and I also know people here, and the hours are more conducive with me being, getting back to my family. If you're doing this, if I didn't make that decision, I just signed up with NBA TV for a year. All of a sudden, I'd be like, I don't like to broadcast. Right, right, right. right, right. I'm here to three in the morning every day. I was like, I don't like this. This is a real job. And and it's not that I didn't like Turner. I loved Turner. I loved NBA TV. I loved working with CBS Sports. But it just, that schedule, when I fresh out, I got a three and a five-year-old. If I'm working till four o'clock, three o'clock in the morning on on East Coast, and I'm trying to fly back to be with my kids for three or four days, I ain't got two little boys going to wear me out. Yeah. Right? So it was like, that was the business decision, but it's all because I just tried to learn as much as I could, and I was like, it wasn't that ESPN was better or dare, it was just like that schedule worked better for me. And I love the people that I work with. Greenberg, amazing, right? Rachel Nichols, amazing. And there's just so many other people that you get to work with that are, you know, Ryan's okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he deals we, with me. I deal with him. I get him with the Yes Network. Hey, we had two games in a row recently. ESPN? It was, that was good, yeah. yes. We've done, no, we have only done games together on Yes, but it's funny. We're the only two dudes who are both. Yes, and ESPN, I think. Yes. And so I feel like at some point we should lobby to do an ESPN game together, too. I've been trying to tell you, yeah, man. man. Like, come on. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's get I will say, like, the, the, especially the last couple of times we worked together, I'm like, we got, we, we, well, we, we, dude, we got good we're, chemistry. We're so fortunate in where I don't know what you're doing, but you should definitely show up at the Yes Network, right? You should <laughs> and I'll say this because it, it's, it's, they're such good people. And and Flip is amazing. He is right. He's he, he's Papa Bear over everybody. He kind of gets on you when you need to get on, but he's also very very smart and very intelligent. Uh, but it's like again yeah, working with you and Ian and yeah. Sarah, Frank. Like there's just so many people that you it's work f- with. There. It's a familial atmosphere yeah. too. You know, like it's a it's a t- credit to to Flip and uh, and Woody Fryman and John Littner. Like the culture yeah. is great. Like that, and that is not always the case. No. Everywhere Do a lot you go. of the same producers work. For the baseball and basketball? Some of them cross over. So, you know my boy Troy. Mm-hmm. Tro- Troy will do a handful of basketball, and then he'll do like 20, 30 baseball uh, yeah. Yankees. Frank will do 70, you know, Nets games, and then he'll do like three or four series of Yankees. But the main guy, like, so Frank will do a few, ba- you know, some baseball, and then Bill Bolin, who you know, who does Yankees, he'll do some basketball. But yeah. other members of the crew – they and and, go back and that and was forth. part of the reason why I was like, if I was going to do the Yes Network, right, when I was like looking as like, I really enjoy Turner. I really enjoy the opportunity of doing CBS yeah. and college basketball and working my way through that family and possibly getting to a Final Four. You're like, wow, that would be dope to be able to do some NCAA tournament games. That would be awesome. And then you have like ESPN on the other side 
but it was like ESPN's based in New York and LA. So LA, I'm close to my family. Then um, I'm also here in New York with the Yes Network, yeah. so I'm mm-hmm. working with those guys. So like that's how. But if you don't do all of that work, you don't get to make that decision. Sometimes those decisions are made for you, and when decisions are made for you, they might not work out, and it actually can change your whole trajectory. Also, like a lot of networks, even regional, local networks, they don't want you working anywhere else but, but the, with them. Yeah. yeah, where Yes, I think has been smart, and they've had vision. Is they realize it only helps strengthen them to have their it announcers helps- doing. It only things. helps their brand. To exactly. Help to have you guys doing ESPN games, like oh, yeah, like oh, he's doing yes. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. Yeah. Like it only like, helps your brand. The, 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 Chauncey was telling me this the other day. He's like, when I watch a Nets game, I feel like I'm watching a ESPN national game. game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like uh, that helps when you know when. And, you, I, and I'll say this: there are some regional networks, and I've even interviewed and met with regional networks. Uh, you know, as I'm yeah. doing this, I, I work with a regional with yes, yeah. that they don't want you working with a, they want you there for, if you're going to work, they want you there 80 games. Yep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I was like, they want you no 80 thanks. games. Yeah. He's like, uh, guys, I, I don't know. Like, gonna, I ain't in this for the money. And I'm not I, I, playing and anymore. And I'm not playing like, anymore. It's like, I don't need that schedule. Yeah. And it's like, there's people, there's regional networks and respectfully, they're like, this is what we want for our audience. This is what we want for our team. And I respect that. But just because I respect our differences doesn't mean that I have to or because I respect our differences means that I was respectfully not necessarily decline, but even pull yourself out of that that opportunity, because what you want and what I'm able to give you are two different things. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's where like the Yes Network, like you said, you have to compliment them because people look at them. If the Yes Network comes a call in and they show you who's worked with them, it's no different than in college basketball. I went to Arizona, and Lute Olson was like, these are the people that have come and worked for us. Yeah. Now, yeah. afterwards, they've yeah. made over a billion dollars. Would you like to come yeah. and play basketball at Arizona? I was like, yeah. So the Yes Network yeah. is like, hey, look, we got Marv Albert, we got Mark Jackson, we got Ryan Rucco, we got Ian Eagle, and you're like, yeah, like if you guys want me, I want to be here too, right? Like that's the way it goes. Michelle Beadle started Michelle with Beadle. us. Michelle Beadle, yeah, that's like, what yeah. I'm saying. Like, yeah, you go look back People, at like. Does so she many... still do ESPN games? No, she. So she's she's still. I believe I could be wrong. Michelle may still be under contract with ESPN, but she's no longer on our air. But she had a very nice last deal with ESPN. She had so, a very yeah, nice. Yeah, she had a very yeah, nice yeah. run. It's like yeah, yo, yeah. She had an amazing run, and she's incredibly talented. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that was you know again. There's obviously politics and stuff that go into it, but it's like from my experience of Beetle when I was 25 years old, and then to be able to watch her rise and watch yeah. her dominance, no one's surprised by it. Yeah. If you had interaction with her. And I was 25. She might have been. I'm not even sure her age at the time. But you're just Don't like. Guess. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> that's why. That's why I thought about. It. I was like, I'm Don't not. Guess. I'm not. And so that's why I said I'm not sure. But when you look at it, you're like, I'm not surprised she was so successful because she was sweet. She yeah. was endearing. She knew the sport. She was passionate about it, and she was professional. So you're not surprised when you see someone's success. And I think. When you start to look at this, just like any other thing, whether it's basketball, whether it's, you know, high school, hey, this is a job and I want to be surrounded by the best. I went to Arizona because I wanted to be surrounded by the best. Mm. You know, my decisions in my basketball career and you coming to the Yankees, it was like, I want to be surrounded by the best. And if you keep that mentality in anything that you do. Right now, you got to bring something to the table, too. Yeah. You can't just be like, hey, I want to hang out with the best and I want to sit back <laughs> and chill. Because eventually they're going to start looking at you. Yeah. Like, if you're going to bring something to the table, you you know, you got to bring it. And so that's where, again, ESPN, Yes Network, I tell people all the time, man, like, I've learned so 
so much from the people that I've worked with, working with you, working with Ian, working with Rachel Nichols, working with Greenberg. Mm-hmm. And, and they're all so different, mm-hmm. but you see how hard everyone works and you see why they've been successful. Like I see your Emmys over there. Just sitting <laughs> over there. Like, and I'm we just display like, them. Yeah, as you should. I'm sitting here like, I might be too controversial, but I would love, I would love a regional uh, Emmy. Too controversial. Did you see Richard's uh, dust up with the Knicks earlier this year? Oh, the, yeah, I, I, I hope you didn't. Pay attention. Uh, Wait, you know, I I might have said. No. So I got to tell you this story. It's a, so Wait, Richard and I, I, I heard you this. Might, you, yeah, you yeah, might, yeah, sure. you might, you might have seen like because it did go viral. So Richard and I are doing for anyone who's <laughs> listening to podcasts who doesn't know this moment, we're doing Nets Knicks, and at one point we we put up some kind of graphic about guys who played for the Knicks and the Nets. Okay, Kenyon Martin and, was in the building. Yes, and he had done that, and so. Richard's like, you know, see, that's where, like, that's I'm different. And Jay Kidd Jay played Kidd. for both, of course. And he's like, that's where I'm different than Jay and, and, and Kenyon because, you know, I would never play for the Knicks. That's why I'm here doing this. You know, they were the only team that offered me. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. Totally I made up. Totally <laughs> made up. Totally and, and, made and this up. is what I'm going to say. Richard's <laughs> deadpan is very good. That, that yeah. is, and this again, that's from, that's from multiple, multiple, I don't want to say years is not the right word. <laughs> I've done it over multiple years, but that's improv. And I blame, <laughs> I blame my amazing teachers at UCB at, at uh, I was doing improv and you just start going with something and you just keep going. Oh and it's gosh. and it's like you go with the jokes, right? Like I'm not going to say something that I don't believe. I'm not going to say that, you know, Giannis is the greatest player of all time, right? Yeah. I'm not going to just – like, yeah, I might have opinions. But with improv, you start doing like, hey, if this is the bit we're doing, then oh, let's yeah, just keep the, going. Just keep yeah. going. Yeah, I didn't hate the Knicks. And it's the Knicks. They offered me a max contract. <laughs> they offered me a max contract. And they flew but out. You know, and you're just like – people are like, wait. Is this dude telling them, like, wait, is this true? Is right? this real? Yeah. You know what's funny about it, though? It's like afterwards then, like, the Knicks end up tweeting out, like, for the record, we did not offer Richard oh, no, Jefferson this is the biggest a story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, and this is the thing. And this, and this is the thing. getting fired. Oh, this is the biggest God. thing. And, this, and, and, and this is the thing. So, like, I, I, I hate Knicks fans. I respect the Knicks, right? The, I grew up watching. Yeah. You know, the Knicks and everything that they did. And part of the reason why the Nets and when our generation of me, Jason Kidd, Kenyon Martin, Kerry Kittle, part of the reason why we played so Kerry well. Kittles. Yeah, oh Skittles. That's my guy. When we played so well against the Knicks, is because we respected what that meant. We knew that we were the the smaller team. Yeah. We knew we were the smaller market. We knew that they were the big boys, right? And and Spencer Dimwitty said a very, very big thing. If you want to win an NBA championship, you gotta be the best team in your city, best team in your division best team in your conference, and then you got to win in a championship. So you can't be talking about trying to win an NBA championship, which we were title contenders, unless you're the best team in your city, yeah. unless you're the best team in your conference. Like, that was the thing. And so it tur- we turned it into a rivalry mentally for us, right, where it's like anytime we play the Knicks, I don't care if they're down. We want to go and beat them by 50. I don't care if it's in the garden. We want to go beat them by 100 in the garden. Mm. And that was like, yes, it's not a rivalry in the sense that, like, the Knicks and Nats are the same place, but it's the Lakers and Clippers. Lakers and Clippers right now. Clippers don't have the history that the Lakers have. Yeah. Mind you, the Lakers, the, the Knicks don't have the history that the Lakers have. <laughs> but we took it there. The Clippers and Lakers are taking it as a rivalry because yeah. you got to be the best team in your town if you want to win a championship. Sure. And so I looked at it as like, hey, it's a joke. And I was having fun and I was cracking <laughs> jokes. And all of a sudden, our uh, Frank. 
our producer's like, uh, Richard, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, this is going viral. So uh, are you telling the truth? <laughs> and I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here like, Am I telling the truth? <laughs> yeah, am I kind of? But this is funny. I was like, it's funny, right? It's, funny, like, though, it's right? funny, though, right? No, just, like, did, did you even say on the air the line, I'd rather be a broadcaster for the Nets than a player for the Knicks? I think you did. I 100% said yeah. that. I was like, and, and you know, I, like Frank and I, calls me the next but, day. He's like, hey, did you did you know Richard was joking? Or were you like me? Were you like, I was like, I got to tell you, man, I thought he was joking. But then I'm like... Gosh damn, his dead <laughs> his deadpan is so good. It's I didn't skill. know. I, mean, I started to believe my, it. My, my, I was fa- like, my, my, wow. that, and I look, it's just like this. You know, when you got a curveball, when your curveball is oh, working, oh, man. you're like, hey, my deadpan is good. I'm it gonna keep good, it. People are like, wait, are, is he is he telling truth? And truth be told, right, this is the part where two things. One, where I kind of felt bad, and this is where I felt bad. David Fisdale, I've known since I was in college. Mm. Great dude, right? Um, I, I've known Steve Mill. I've known these guys for a long time. When they were forced to answer questions about it, that's where I was like, okay, that's partly the <laughs> internet and people just being stupid. Yeah. But like, I felt bad when people that I respected had to answer, had to answer questions, questions about a about joke. It. Yeah. it was still a joke, and if they weren't so bad, they might have taken it a little bit lighter. And obviously, you know, David Fisdale, you know, uh, ended up being released shortly after that, like a couple weeks after that. But that was my only kind of regret. Is that <laughs> no? And it was because it like, ain't your fault. The Knicks suck, though. Like, I, if the Knicks that's what I've been saying. And it'd be like oh, all these people are like Knicks for clicks, and I'm like, listen, Nick fans, listen, Nick fans. One, we want you guys to be good. Because, Everybody wants because to it's be great. Good. For the yeah. brand of basketball, you don't want to go to the garden and no. watch a good basketball yeah, game, right? Yeah. I, in ten years, I haven't been and, able to do that. Yeah, I've and been so, here eleven years now. And, and, and everybody says, like, look, you get to a space, and I understood someone that I really respected at ESPN was like Richard. It is funny, and don't forget, this is sports and entertainment, and it is very entertaining. But the last thing we want you to do is go a little bit too far or troll them too much where you like if the Knicks say by like some miracle chance are great in five years that you can't even go into the building and do a game for ESPN Mm. because like Dolan's like we hate you. And look, I I, like it's like Jerry Jones. It's like Dolan. I respect those people in that position. Right. I don't ever talk about James Dolan. I don't talk about owners because they work in a different world. Mm -hmm. I talk about coaches. I talk about players and I talk about fans. Mm. That's it. Owners, yes. Do I have slight opinions on them? But they're in a different atmosphere. They're in a different world. So I don't talk about them from that space. Sell the Knicks. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. Like, this is a part of an estate. This is a part of something that is, like, not going to change. And so I don't I don't talk about things outside my pay grade. But I do talk about coaches. And the Knicks fans are the worst fans. And this, <laughs> let me tell you why you guys are so bad. And I'm, and I'm glad we're here, and I'm glad I'm standing next to, like, New York people, New York great CC bathroom. This is why I hate Nick fans. They act like they're the Yankees, right? And this is no disrespect. This is disrespect. Let me change that. The only – do you understand how mad we are – when we're forced to talk about the Knicks on national television, do you know how mad we are? We're only talking about them because of their location. Their, the, the proximity and your location is the only reason why we talk it's about your Cowboys. organization. That's it. It's the same thing. Same thing. It's the and it's like, yeah, and it's like, dude, if you if this collection of players was in Seattle, we would never talk about you. We would never mention We'd never mention you, but we're forced to do it. So don't say Knicks for clicks and all this other stuff. It's like, dude, we don't want to talk about this, but it is one of the historic great franchises in all of sports, in the world. 
And so we're forced to do it. But people are like, oh, this guy. I'm like, yeah, am I a Nick hater? Yes. I busted your ass the entire time I was with the Nets. <laughs> right? We made the postseason. You guys made the postseason one time. We swept your ass out. And now I show up and I work for the Nets. Like, I'm having fun. Yeah. So, wait, do you I, think I, this I is helping your relationship good, with them? No. But no. <laughs> I, mean, but, but, <laughs> yeah, I have no problem because this is the thing. This is the thing. Ryan, you've known me. Yeah, you've yeah. known me since I've been in the league. Yeah. We've, we've, I'm, I'm, you can find me. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm not one of those guys that just, like, I'm out in the streets. Like, you know, you can find me at a bar drinking a beer. We can <laughs> eat pizza. You can find me at One Oak. That was one of the things I said. I was like, our favorite thing used to be to destroy the Knicks and then go destroy their city. <laughs> right. Like, that was our thing. Right. And this is, this is the thing. I promise. And, it's, and look, and it, it, it was, and look, before you guys get crazy on me about New York, it used to be like that in Miami. Right. Yeah. When I first got to the league, Miami was awful. So guys could go out till five in the morning, yeah. go give the Miami Heat a whooping, yeah. and then get, out, get, of get out of town. Get out of town. Like, that was fun, guys. Yeah. We might not win the next two, but boy, yeah. like, you know, it was the same thing. Like, Miami, LA, yeah. when the Lakers were struggling, the Clippers were struggling, you could go in on that road trip four days, be out every night, <laughs> eating dinner, hanging out with whoever you wanted to hang out with, go courtside Lakers Clippers bust they tails and get out of town that was great and that's what people used to do people are doing that to the Knicks they don't do it with the Nets so much right now but that was but that was the same way my rookie year and I know I'm going on a little ramp my no, rookie year, phenomenal we won like probably about 10 to 12 games because no one expected the Nets to be that good, right and then all of a sudden they would come into town after drinking and, and when we would run them out of the gym they'd be like ooh like remember Michael Jordan <laughs> yeah. he played against us my rookie year, we had 70, and we never scored. We, it was like 70 to 40 at halftime. You could see that MJ might have had a night out, yeah. right, in New York. He was like, I'm back traveling, and that was the thing. Sometimes your wins can be based off your location also. Sure. So if you're really struggling – and you know guys are going out the night before they're playing the Knicks because it's like I only need to be at about 70% to really, like, do what I need to do. And now the Knicks have turned it around. Mike Miller has done a good job. He's kind of retweaked some things and got them rolling. But you got to enjoy the fun while you can. Understand it's entertainment, people. That's yeah. like for us. When we know, like, a team's coming in and they only come in one time and it's on the weekend – we got a good chance of winning that series. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? You know it. Like a team that's not in our division, they only come in one time, it's on the weekend, we're going to win. We're going to win that series. Like these guys going to be banged up. They're going to be banged They're up. They're going to be banged and up. You guys so, really are talking about what? that, though, you know. Yeah. And then sometimes teams have where they play interleague, so they'll play the Mets and then they'll come play us. By the time they play us, it's a wrap. <laughs> By the weekend, it's over because we like we're going to sweep you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, You've been great. in New York for a, a, a week. Yeah, you yeah. got no chance. And that's a, and and so I remember when I was young and like we would go out and I was a big New York go out guy, and we'd go down to like let's say we go to Chicago and it'd be Friday night and they were like you know we would leave be going home and I'd be like Richie you coming? I was like Nah I'm cool. I'm going to go out when we get back home, right? <laughs> it's like, but Because their teams, look, if you're, and this is, again, this is just location, people, but if you're in a smaller market city, Charlotte, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, when you're coming to New York City and you're here for one night or two nights, you're going to go to dinner. But guess mm. what? You're going to look at the schedule and yeah. see when you go to New York, L.A., like, See when you got five people in town, like yeah. when, like when it's around holidays or whatever. Yeah. I would always look at this guy. Yeah. Look, 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 in your younger days, if you had a girlfriend or, or a person that you were familiar with, right, you weren't flying them to New York. <laughs> <laughs> you would fly them to Cleveland, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, right? Like, like that, that. That's just the truth. Like if you had, you know, if you were dating a girl and you were just like, hey, you know, like I'm married now, so you know, it's wife and kids every time they come out here. But it's like you, when you're 23 years yeah. old. 
old and you're playing in Oklahoma City and you're looking at the schedule and you know you're. 21 year old girlfriend's like, hey, I was like, no, babe, you like, like you can come to Cleveland. But I'll tell you what, if you're in a healthy relationship, you gotta give them one. You gotta give them either New York or Miami LA. or LA. You gotta give them one. You can't just like it's not even that. They, if you're in a healthy relationship, they taking. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're oh, taking yeah. one of those. One or two. Or maybe right, yeah. two of the three. Yeah, yeah. So like you have no choice if you're in a healthy relationship. If you're in a healthy relationship, that's key. But it's like if you like we're talking about we're not talking about the 25 year old guys that should be going out and having fun. Yeah. We're talking about the guys that are like 32, yeah. they married, they got two kids. The She's wife, two the wife's looking at them as like, all right, well, Miami looks like a back-to-back, so you guys ain't going to be there that long. So it's like New York, LA. And it, again, it depends on where you live yeah. and where you're from. Like, I'm from Phoenix. Great town to go out in. Fun, energetic. You know, it's family time. My wife's coming, kids coming. That's what it is. Dallas, other town. So it's the point of this is that it is a lot more tactical. And if you yeah. aren't good in a big city, you have an advantage that other teams yeah. don't have. That means have. you're really not really, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a little sports history. Remember when Cleveland, they tied the Celtics record. I think they went 40-1 and one at home or something like that. Went 40-1 and one at home. And you're like, do you know how hard that is? Do you know why that is hard? Because no one was going out in Everybody's Cleveland. Rested. Everyone's resting. <laughs> they were like, first of all, this is a good team. There ain't nothing to do. So I'm sitting in the Ritz-Carlton right there, feet up, just locked drinking in. water, locked in, and going out there and still getting my head beat in. Still getting my head beat in. Yeah. You know how hard that is to do? Yeah. That's, that's, that's next to uh, fucking so you, impossible. So you got to tell yeah. us, who's, the, who's the, the craziest partier you've ever played with? Outside of myself, yeah. Outside, <laughs> outside of myself, uh, that's tough, man. Because you know what, we bridged a gap, right, from like my rookie year to about like my eight nine year when I, you know, slowed down my, you know, being out and hanging out. When I slowed it down, where social media came into play, mm. and once social media and camera phones came into play, you had to be a lot more cautious, and not cautious in the sense of like you're doing something you're not supposed to, but it's like. If I want to go out and have beers with my friends and it's one o'clock in the morning, I'm a professional. I'm not sloppy drunk, but now you got someone clapping and now all of a sudden it's TMZ sports yeah, instead. Yeah. So you have to be so much more cautious about where you go and what you do. And guys still do it. Mm-hmm. Guys still go out there, but it's different now. There, no one has a party boy reputation. That was all like hearsay was, in the like. That was late 90s. Late 90s, mid 2000s. 2000s. You yeah. could be the party guy because yeah. it was like when they showed up, that's fine. But now it's like everything is so documented. Documented. They have like Twitter locations yeah. and, and it's That's just like so and so's here, did this, and you're just like, you can't go out anymore. You can't go out and do those things anymore. So I think it's different, man. When I say myself, it's because I was young. I lived with my two best friends in Tribeca, right down the street. Mm. We would go out, have parties, come back, and just, you know, just have a good time like you're supposed to when you're 25, yeah. 26 yeah. years old. Yeah. But now it's just different. You it's just there's a lot more eyes and a lot more critical. I remember Rod Thorne. Yeah. So I turned 21 right after I got drafted. Or I got right there, same time. I got drafted like the 19th. I turned uh, of June. I turned 21 on the 21st. And had your first beer. Had my first beer. I was crazy, right? Yeah. We were having fun, right? And I'll never forget Rod Thorne. I was late to practice one day, right? And it was completely unrelated. I, that was one of my things. I always was the first one at practice, and I was always the last one to leave. So I'd always shoot before practice, and I would always shoot after practice. So the coaches, even though they knew I was very social, right, one rule I had at home is I would never go out the night before a game. Mm. Never. And I would always tell the rookies, they'd be like, hey, Rich, what are we doing? Because we'd had like a day off the next day. I was like, we'll talk about it after the game, right? Because that was always my focus was the mm. game. And I would never go out. The, so even if my boys, like the Lakers were coming to town, and it'd be Luke 
Walden or whoever, mm. they would come like, hey, I was like, I can go to dinner with you guys, but I'm not going to go out with you guys, mm. right? I'm like, that's just my rule because if I'm seen out the night before a game yeah. at home, just sets a very bad precedence. Mm -hmm. But I'm not ashamed to say that I was going out a lot and like having fun. Not hammered all the no, time. No, no, no. But, <laughs> but Rod, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I was like, yeah. But Rod, Rod Thorne, I was 22, 21 years old, and Rod Thorne came in to brought me into the office and was like, uh, you know, he's from West Virginia. Hey, Richard. So, uh, you know, we've been having, we've been hearing some things, and you know that you've been out, you know, drinking and uh, drinking heavily. We just, you know, we just want to <laughs> kind of get this. If there's some issues. Then let's, I, you know, I just want to let you know we can talk about it if we need to get you some help. I was like, you mean like a driver? <laughs> like, you like, give me a cab? I was like, I was like, so what do you mean by help? Like, what do you mean like a driver? Because, yeah, these cab, I was living in Jersey at the time. I'm like, man, these cab rides are expensive. And when you ever get into a cab, you don't, you don't, like, they don't like it when they hear Jersey, right? Like, you leaving. No, you, they sometimes yeah, they kick you out. Yeah, they kick you out. They yeah, will. Yeah. You hear, and you, you know, you leave in Spa or One Oak or yeah. everybody was, it was like Mark or butter or whatever it was you leave in those places suede and they're just like uh you know uh, i mean it's 3 30 and you're like i need to go to uh jersey and they're like no no, no sorry <laughs> so, I was, so when he said help in my forehead i was like a driver I was like, that, you know that would save me a lot of money rod and he was like no and i was like rod i don't have a problem but thank you for offering and it, and it was like five years later he kind of appreciated and this is no i'm not going to compare myself to this guy but this you know Derek jeter was a very social guy right <laughs> no very very so no but i'm saying social guys as far as like how he was viewed in new york he wasn't a person that was like out partying raging but it was like people would you know they would hear stories of 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 exploits right yeah but you could still be a professional you could still do the things that you needed to do and still have a good time and i felt like i was Fairly good at doing that balance. See, see, you could probably shed a lot of huh? light on that. I can't shed nothing, no, nothing, bro. <laughs> I know I was in the principal's office all the time. When I, like being twenty, I was twenty when I got to the big leagues. I couldn't have played in the city. Yeah. No chance. Like I was wild, and yeah. I was getting in trouble in Cleveland. Like I couldn't imagine being here. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It takes discipline. You learn, and I didn't have it. Yeah, I didn't have it. But I, you like, learn it. Yeah, like me having, I had to mature having kids and yeah, all that different yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Like made me mature to the discipline to like take the game serious. Yeah. Um but it was if, if my first couple of years I wouldn't have been able to play here for and, sure. And 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 that's where I was fortunate, man. I had again there was no social media. I had vets around me. This is a completely unrelated thing, but it's it just lets you know like I got here right after right after 9/11. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So it's like the city wasn't fun, mm -hmm. right? There was no bars there was no people were just weren't out being social and and understandably so like yeah. it was impacting the entire world especially this city and so to be here and get drafted two months three months before 9-11 and then like i just turned 21 right so i was in new york so i was like looking for something to do yeah, i could yeah. finally like hand someone my id i understand what's going on socially but it doesn't change the fact that you're a 21 year old now in, in, in new, new york city. in new york city yeah. so it was like so the cool thing about it is that i learned discipline and then the city started to grow again. The city at twenty, yeah. at twenty, and you know, in two thousand three, people felt okay with going out and drinking. People kept, felt okay a little bit about getting back to a little bit of normalcy in their life. At the same point in time, that I had kind of understood some guidelines, like mm -hmm. do not go out the night before a game. Go to dinner, and even if you get called into the principal's office, you'd be like, "Listen, I went to dinner. That was I it. had a beer at dinner." There was nobody that was going to see me out. But again, there wasn't social media. So it was like, as long as like page six didn't, didn't say, yeah. didn't say this person was out at this place, then you could go and, and go to dinner and stay out till 12 o'clock and be fine. 
Man, I even feel like in the beginning when I first started doing this and I was like, I'd do some road games for Yankees on stats and like 07 and something like that. Uh, you would go to the like hotel bar. Oh, you the would whole see team guys. Would be down there. Yeah, whole team would be down there. Yeah, but there. now with social media, you get no one person walking yeah. through and yep. take a picture of Jason yep. Giambi. Yeah, then, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You can't, it's just, it's crazy with social media. And that started in 09. Yeah. When I first got here, Swiss was the first one, first baseball player to have <laughs> Twitter. And oh, it just, yeah. it just kind of went off from there. Like people snapping pictures and shit being everywhere. So, yeah, it was, it so was now it's room service. By that, <laughs> well, by that time, I was, I mean, you know, yeah. I was already 29, 30 yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was, and, old. and it's, it's, it's not a bad thing, but it, it there's, there's pluses and minuses to it, right? And it's like you want these guys to not feel like a bubble. You hear so much of like mental health, mm. right? And I think their social media is it because you don't get a break, right? Anytime you go somewhere, people can throw a camera in your phone. And because you're making the money, people don't assume or, or people have no sympathy, right? Mm -hmm. So this is one one That's, one that is one, very true. People have no money, no no sympathy. So one thing that I said to some guy and it kind of struck a chord, and I like to say it because it helps people realize it, right? You, everyone knows about the creeps that take pictures of girls on subways, right? Those, you know, there's creeps out there that just yeah. take pictures of women, like just, you know, sitting there and they're like, oh. And I look at it like from a daughter standpoint. And someone's like, oh, well, you're famous. You should be used to it. You're famous. It's okay. And it's like, well, she's hot. It's okay. It's like, no. At the end of the day, taking a picture without somebody's permission is wrong and you should not do that. And if someone says they would not like to take a picture or a video, you should respect them. Mm. And if you don't, then you are a piece of shit, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I stand by that, like, you can have a beautiful girl sitting across from you, and if you're creeping and taking pictures, that's you're a piece of shit. 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 If you see a, a yeah. beautiful chick in the gym and you're taking pictures, you're a piece of shit, yeah. Yeah. right? And that stands, the, the, just because she's beautiful and she should be used to it or she should no, no. Yeah. at the end of the day like these are human beings and you should respect their privacy whether it's a, a beautiful woman a handsome man whether it's a famous person whether it's a celebrity whoever yeah. it is you should respect their space and that's something that we've lost in social media and like all of this like all the time content you know what's crazy like now recently like the last two months people don't even ask no more <clears throat> they just come to, up to and, take like, it yeah. yeah. Like, oh. they'll just come up next to you and just take a fucking picture. Are you yeah. serious? Without Bruh, even that saying... Shit, yeah, oh. that shit's happened to me a lot, like, yeah. over the... And like, oh, no, no, it's okay, it's okay, yeah. it's okay, yeah. it's okay. And you're yeah. just like... No. Uh, and, and look, the look, only look, time look. I hate... I, I don't like doing that shit when I'm with my family. That's what yeah. I said. I said like, if I'm thing. in the mall or something looking around with my kid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I hate that shit. Yeah. So that's the only time it really bothers me when I'm with my kids. And this is what I'm saying. We said standing in line at Starbucks, come get me. Yeah. Right? You We stand in line at Walmart, come get me. I'm pumping gas. Come get me. Yeah. I'm holding my kid. Leave me Please alone. Please leave me yeah, alone. Yeah. Leave if you me see alone. me walking in Target and I got my kids, yeah, and like, it's like, yeah. I'm flustered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm flustered. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's shit going on. I got my kids and yeah. shit. Like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I'm trying to be a regular parent. Yeah. Like, and, and that's just like, like if you have four kids running around the fucking store, yeah. you'd be flustered too. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man. And, like, and, and that's, but that's the funny thing. It's like, dude, there is no disrespect because at the same point in time, Channing Fry, Channing Fry tweeted the other day, right? Somebody was like, yo, uh, this, uh, you know, I see Channing Fry and I try and get it. He were dry. They were, he was say dry. I see Channing Fry and I was like, Channing Fry, try to take a picture. He flips me off and drives off. And Channing goes, What kind of car was I driving? And it was like, all of a sudden, there's like yeah, no crickets. And it's yeah. like, people can create whatever oh, narrative yeah, they want. Man. I had yeah. a guy, I had a guy, let me tell you this story because this shit pissed me off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like it. I like it. That's a hell of an entree. I'm not going to say 
If it was Postmates, Uber Eats, I'm not going to say who it was. But it was one of those two. It was one of those because those are the only ones I got on my phone, right? <laughs> We've narrowed the field significantly. So, you know, you know, I got uh, – my wife's gone and, you know, I'm trying to feed these damn kids yeah. and I'm ordering food and there are some people there. So, And my name is like it's, – it's not what it is yeah, on the gotcha. thing. It's something Don't tell different. Us what yeah, it is, whatever. Yeah. So I order like a good amount of food, right? And so like I get there and I got my kids and I'm like trying to feed them. And you know, right after you get this notification if you would like to tip someone, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it's like I'm I get this food, I put my phone down and I'm trying to feed my five and three year old little boys, little yeah. little, little jerks, right? Yeah. And so I'm trying to feed them. So a couple like a day later, I haven't opened the app again. You don't open the app again, and all of a sudden, I see a notification on Twitter. Like, and somebody's like, so Richard Jefferson ordered $200 worth of food and ain't tipped, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, this? my gosh, I was like, man. You know, and oh. I was like, and, and look, because we know it doesn't matter if I'm getting an Uber, taxi, whatever. People recognize this, so I'm always very generous, right? Yeah. Because, like, it's just it's one. It's a reputation it's a saver. Repu it's a reputation. <laughs> no, it's, but it's like I understand how yeah. hard they're working. They, yeah. like, just out of respect for that, yeah. For, yeah. for that craft, unless you're a real dick, then I'll just whatever. Because you yeah. should never get service regardless. But this guy put puts me on blast. I'm like, dog, I was just trying to feed my kids. I'm sorry I ain't opened the app again. Yeah. And this dude's putting me on Twitter talking about ice. And so I like being the true dick that I am, I waited another three days before I tipped him <laughs> properly. Right. Before I tipped I him. order from him again. <laughs> but then, then that's the thing. It's like, yo, people don't understand this and stuff because once you do it, they know your address. They know all of these yeah. things. So it's like, dude, I'm just trying to order Uber Eats from and all of a sudden this guy now knows my address. He's now annoyed. Now he's pissed. With, now yeah. he's pissed. That I that I'm sorry I I like put the phone down and fed my kids and I ain't opened the app again in 48 hours yeah. and you want to put me on Twitter talking about oh he ain't he ain't like, tipped me yet for this stuff <laughs> I'm just like damn what People kind crazy, of world man. are we living in that's People scary man right? that and is like it's funny to me because I find humor in those things but these are things that people these are experiences that people don't fully ever understand until nah. they're in that position I'm like this man just talks shit on me on Twitter for not tipping him but the only reason why I didn't tip him is because I hadn't opened the app because as soon as I got the food I got, I'm flustered I got I'm trying to yeah. feed these kids yeah. man, and my little piece of shit little munchkins man they talking about they want some some sushi I order them a bunch of sugar fish <laughs> like that's what I'm saying they drink oh you went crazy too oh, sugar man. fish sugar fish because you know what sugar they, fish they, is they, great they, man. I great. love sugar They'll fish for a five and three year old yeah sugar fish and so look and so look at the end of the day right at the end of the day, I know like, what service it's, it's, it was. Whatever. Now. Look, it was, 20, it, was, it was like, and look, where I live, they get there in like 25 minutes. So I was yeah. like, oh, this is good. Yeah. I'll put on a little Paw Patrol. They ain't gonna move. They're not going to move for 25 minutes. I got the food coming. They Man, they wanted none of that food. None of it. Oh, and I'm no. trying to feed them because it's nap time. And if they don't eat, then, then they take a sleep. snack. So I'm like sitting here. And now this man's talking shit about me on Twitter when all I want is to feed these kids and so get them a good that's it. What kind of shit is that? People don't understand kids' world. I'm telling you. What kind of shit is that? People don't get that shit. And I'm now he's talking shit about me, CC. <laughs> I'm mad. Thank you guys for you letting know, me get this out. You know I'm frustrated. If people talk, people kill uh, me because I never come out of my house. No. They're like, oh, you want to go to dinner? I'm like, yeah, I'll go. And I never show up. I never, <laughs> I never do shit. But I got fucking four kids. Yes, yeah. So if one of them gets sick or I got to pick somebody yeah. up from fucking school or do something, guess what? Yeah. I can't fucking come. I can't yeah. come. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people I, don't understand having fucking kids, yeah. bro. That shit is a and real I, fucking job. It don't matter how much help you have. It does not matter. And, and listen, having more help just means that you are ill-equipped when the moment's here. 
When you have more nannies and your wife is there, that means when you have them by yourself, you don't you know what the fuck to do. Right? You sit on the couch. Listen, I'll tell you what. Let's get somebody right here that doesn't drink. Give them six shots of vodka and see what happens to them in fucking 30 minutes. They'll be on the floor like, what the fuck happened? That was me. So this motherfucker's sitting here talking trash about me. I'm feeding the kids. I'm tired. They don't want to take naps. They're like eating the sushi and spitting it out. I'm like, you're the one that wanted sushi. The fact that you like Wait, sushi the pisses me off. Wait, three-year-old sushi? Yeah. Yeah, the that's Carter. That's, 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 that's what I'm saying, sushi. The kids, my kids like it, love it. It's like, dude, I ordered like some California rolls. I wanted to order a bunch of different things. Yeah. So like to make sure. Yeah. like They're just like, okay, you don't like this? Well, here, eat some more of your yeah. brother's this. And, I, and it's like, yeah, that shit's expensive too. Yeah. Oh and I'm gosh. mad when I actually wanted hey. you to drink. You said kombucha. I wanted to slap the shit out of him. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Is I do the same shit. Like, on Saturday, we had with Chinese food. Amber wasn't there. The kids yeah. want Chinese food. I ordered $400 worth of Chinese food. I don't know what anybody <laughs> wants. I want everything. Everyone's eating. Want everything. Listen, you won't tell me. Fried rice with vegetables. <laughs> fried rice, no vegetables. Uh, noodles with vegetables. Yeah. Uh, noodles with no. It was crazy. And I tell, we had so much fucking food. Dog, and I, my I wife some, was like, what are you doing? Do it. I was like, I wasn't gonna mess this up. No, just gonna gonna be, and, and so, and my little guy, my little, my little chunk, right? He's allergic to everything. Oh, so it's no. like, what I'm saying, like, he's allergic to like butter and milk and like peanuts and like he's just allergic. So it's like he's allergic to a lot. So I was like, okay, this is it, right? I can't order like chicken here because it could be cooked fried in, in butter. Or so, so you're doing all of these little dances, like which my little and and like he like breaks out. He's not like deathly allergic, but he like breaks but out. It's not good. And I was like, I'm not gonna have you crying and you not being able to take a nap. I take a nap too, right? I need a nap after like that. Nap too. But it's just like it's just like, yo, these are the things. And like the whole point of the story is that like you can get criticized for just being a parent. And because somebody, you, people don't know what's going on in your life. And yeah. like, yes, would I be a deadbeat if I ordered $200 worth of food and didn't, and didn't, um, tip, tip the guy? The guy? Yeah, of course. Yes, I'm a deadbeat. But you just but, didn't open the I, app. But I just hadn't opened the app. This is not like I walked out my Uber and it's the same thing that happened to Uber. Happens to me all the time with time Uber. I open it five, five days, days later. Yeah, and it's now, like, would oh, you like to tip, tip a guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this guy put me on exactly. social media and oh. I wanted to not, but I know how hard these people work. Yeah. Like my mom and my dad, like my dad bagged groceries at Fry's. My dad used to clean the the floors at the Hilton. Like, I understand how hard these people work, especially yeah. people that work for tips. So I will never disrespect somebody. But someone put it out there that I was disrespectful. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sitting over here trying to feed these damn kids fucking sushi oh. and they don't want to eat it and they just being jerks. Oh, and it was it. just, it was, it. man, man, that was my shit, man. So, I love it. Y- you know what I love is it, <coughs> you guys have turned R2C2 into the best parenting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dad. Yo, exactly. yo exactly. I'm telling you, one of my, one of my, my actually UCB teachers, Betsy Stover, right? So I'm a, pl- I'm a plug her podcast. Betsy yeah. Stover, she, she has a podcast called why mommy drinks right? <laughs> why mommy drinks and so her and her her and her one of her best friends and then they bring they tell you before like give us a story about why you drank because of your kids that's and funny, so man. and so oh, betsy stover good. anybody out there or if you want to suggest a podcast to your wife or your mom or anybody it's called why mommy's drinks and like she has some really amazing guests but I, you know, and I went on it. But it's true. Your kids can force you to like go a little crazy, oh, go a man. little sideways. Like even something as 
simple as like we're so fortunate to be able to afford the things that we can do to be able to feed our kids like i've been in the home growing up where there was just like sugar and water and syrup and bread and yep. you, you know you just make the best out of it so i'm not complaining about that i'm just complaining not, not complaining just showing that like it don't matter how much money you have don't matter how famous you are your kids are looking at you like I ain't eating this. Yeah, what you gonna do? And and if I don't eat, I ain't taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you sit here like, well, shit. Uh, well, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's my 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 eleven year old. She wakes up in a bad mood. It fucks everybody. Everybody day damn. Up. She wakes up in a bad mood in the morning. Like I'll just go back to bed. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm not. I'm not dealing with this shit at my kitchen table. Like she's cussing. I know she's cussing me out right now yeah, under yeah. her breath. But yeah, she ain't yeah. go. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not oh, dealing with this shit. That stressful, man. That shit stressful. These kids. And I got two. And I, I would. I got two little boys, and they are boy boys, and they are just throwing stuff at each other. The four-year-old tries to get the other one to say something or do something. <laughs> He'll just be like, start doing this just to watch his brother then start throwing his food. He'll throw like one piece of rice. He'll throw one piece of rice just to make his brother throw the whole bowl. <laughs> and it's like, now I don't know who I'm mad at, who I'm supposed to yell, because now the food's on the floor, and now I got to go get more food to feed him just so they can take a nap. And then I end up just giving them pirate's booty and apple sauce. <laughs> pirate's booty is good, though, Oh, they man. love it. They it's, love it. It's, it's Quick, anything, man. anything, yeah. anything, I'll rock them to sleep. Like, and they ain't gonna sleep good, but you know, the goal is just to get them to sleep. So when mom shows up, it's like, yeah, they taking a nap. I'll be I back. I did my job. I did my job. <laughs> <laughs> She'll ask me later, how long did he sleep for? Or how did he eat? I'm like, he ate pretty good. I don't know why he slept. No, damn well. He ain't eat nothing. <laughs> nothing. Oh, phenomenal. Richard, thank you, man. Thank you for coming anytime, on. Dude. Man, we got, anytime. We got to have you back sometime soon, man. I'm all, you know me. I, I got nothing to do. Yeah, doing more Nets games, too. So yeah, I got a Nets game tonight. Yeah, Are I know. you working tonight? I'm not. That's play, why you asked me. Tonight? Yeah. Uh, okay, see. Okay, see. Uh, He's actually shockingly good. Are they going to trade? Uh, CP3? What's up with these I don't, I, I don't know. That CP3 thing is weird because, like, this is the thing about CP3. This is an example of his greatness. Yeah. Right? Like, like him, know, them being good? Them being good. And it's not just him, but it's like, yo, this guy can really play, and he's a great floor general. He'll get everybody in the right, right spots. That could wear on some other star players. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That could what, wear what on about star like, players. Yeah, what about, like, the chemistry factor of, like, him coming to – Philly. What I'm just saying. But, but you know that, what I'm saying? The Lakers. No, no, but, the let's, Lake, let, like, let's, but let's watch this. Let's watch what he did in in, in um and this is where he he's ain't great. going to the Lakers. No, what he did with Charlotte Lakers. when he was with the Hornets. <laughs> where were they? Where the New Orleans? They New were Orleans. with Hornets. And he was a great floor general. Yeah. Then he went to the Clippers and he helped raise them yeah. up with Blake Griffin and all these guys in Lob City. And but he helped get everybody right. And then he went to Houston. They had their best season, yeah. right? But it is. It does wear on players, right? Yeah. It wears on players. So you take him to a place where he's still got – he's got something left in the tank, but guys that are willing to listen and follow his lead and look at where they are in the Western Conference. Yeah. This, is a, this season is a perfect example of his greatness. But now his change needs to be how he interacts with other star players, and that's where it just has worn – it looks like it has worn on star players. He didn't have a great relationship with Blake, didn't have a great relationship with James. And, uh, DeAndre. And, De and it's like – He's not all to blame for that, yeah. right? He's not all to blame. Like you can see that James is, you know, hasn't been perfect. You can see Blake Griffin is his stint in Detroit has been a debacle. So it's like, but that's the thing. So when you say Oklahoma City, it's surprising. It is, but if you really break down what Chris Paul has done mm. everywhere he's gone, yeah, 
it's not as much of a surprise. His biggest thing is that he just can't do it for 82 in an entire postseason because his body typically has broken down on him in some of the most crucial moments. No doubt. That's how you break down some basketball. Man, how about that? That's how we do that shit. That's what we do. See, let's be honest. I I got more questions. Right, exactly. (laughs) We we gotta have you back on. Wait, we gotta do a trade deadline show. We'll do a trade deadline trade deadline show. I don't know where I'm at. Where are you in February? I don't know. We can do it in advance of the trade deadline. I know we have Milwaukee together on Jan 18th. Here. I can't wait, man. Yeah. I'll be back. I'll yeah. be back. I, they, uh, that's why what I was like. What is the trade deadline? Uh, February 15th. Is it, it's, actually on, like it's actually on my schedule. Trade uh, deadline is. Feb 17, maybe? It's I got a trip to the to the Northern Lights that week. Ooh. Wait, are you going to really try and see the Orcas? See February 6th. February 6th. You can't. February 6th. They, they, they're not there. They're not there in February. They're doing a different migration. like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like March. It's a, Northern uh, Lights in my, on my bucket October list. October until oh. January. Gotcha. It's yeah. the workers. Uh, but yeah, we're doing it. Like that's, the that's, igloo. Like yeah, the, I, yeah, I want The like, whole family going? Little C can't. Uh, Basketball. Really? So fuck it. He's yeah, out. It's yeah, a, he's out. He's out. out. Hey, how many sacrifices have you made out. your life? Let me sacrifice. I didn't get a spring. I never got a spring break. No. I never got I any had a shit. summer since 97, Christmas break. I had shit. Meanwhile, I've been on summer vacation my entire life. That's the best thing about the NBA. Summer vacation my entire life. I had a summer off. And normally, like right now, I would be drinking these green juices panicking. Yeah. Like trying to get my weight down. Like making sure my heart feels good. I feel so good right now. Yeah, I'm telling you. No sling anymore travel, either, man. No sling. Are you yeah. sleeping now sleeping again? Good. Okay, good. Oh, you can sleep like on I'm that really one retired time. now. It, like, it's, I'm, it's, like I'm good. It's a good. It's a good. Good feeling. Yeah. It is being retired, and it's like you miss it. But, I don't. I, you but, know what? I was so fucking banged up and like just but, piecing it together at the end that I don't, I'm not gonna miss that. Yeah. No, this that's how I tell people. I say I don't miss like obviously winning and you miss Crowdery. I miss two things. I miss being good at 25. <laughs> and I miss playing in the postseason. Because if you play in the postseason, it don't matter if you're 35 or you're 21, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah. That mental fun and the challenge, like that stuff is great, especially because I was fortunate to be on good teams later. Yeah. Right? That made some runs. But yeah, I miss being 25. You miss winning the side. You miss those days. Oh, yeah. 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 Feeling yeah. good going yeah. out and dominating. Yeah. 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 Miss that. Like, yeah, but take this. It's like these last five years, what I've been going through. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm sitting on the couch and watch somebody else do <laughs> Yeah, talk that shit. Be like, yeah, man. Curveball? What was he thinking? <laughs> That's it. Uh, That's a preview into CC's analysis. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Richard, thank you, man. Oh, this anytime, great. guys, man. And we will be back uh, next Thursday. We're back rolling 2020, man. Yeah. Here we go. Listen, rate, review, subscribe. You guys know the deal. Peace.